God bless you this morning. God's doing great. He's doing great things. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. When he healed my body, when I moved my feet, when I moved my body. Hallelujah. So I was praying, and uh, we've been fasting and praying this week. I didn't call a universal fast because I just got in the presence, started seeking the Lord, and didn't come out. And yesterday, it finally broke all the way. And that's why we're rejoicing today. When you break through, you don't have to come in here and keep fighting. You get to share what God said. And, and what, what he showed me was a prejudiced spirit. A prejudiced spirit, if you don't do it my way, they'll throw you out of town. If you don't, if you're a woman, we don't want you praying with the men pastors. Uh, a prejudiced spirit, uh, we don't listen to a, a woman or we don't listen to a man because we don't need them anymore. A prejudiced spirit, if you don't do it my way. When Jesus said he's the way, he's the truth and he's the life. I used to hear Pastor Pinson say she would fight that a lot, that people would say, well, I don't know why I got to do it your way. She said, it's not my way. It's Jesus' way. I'm just doing what God's telling me to do, the vision that he's given me. Amen? Amen. So people don't like us sometimes when we don't do it their way. And then judgment comes, you know, we start judging people. We start criticizing, and if we'll check our heart, there's a little bit of hatred in there. There's a little bit of bitterness. There, you know, if we're always talking about the church, then we have some hurt in our heart. If we're always talking about unbelieving women, we got some hurt in our heart. If we're always talking about uh, religious people, one time someone said, uh, do you think that I judge other churches? And I said, do you want the truth? And I, was, I wasn't a pastor then. We were walking, and, and she said, yes, I want the truth. I said, well, sometimes. And she said, well, how do you mean? I said, well, the church that you grew in your whole life, sometimes you're bitter about it because you'll say, why didn't they teach me what Pastor Pinson taught me? And I don't understand. But I said, you know, as one that didn't get to grow up in the church, as one that my mother didn't get saved when she was 29, I said, do you know how hard it is for me to remember Bible stories? Because I wasn't brought up in that environment. I said, did you get that from that church? Can we start thanking him that we got that from, from those people? Can we start being grateful of what God did through our life? If, if, we, if we went through hardships, then can we be grateful that he brought us out and now we can help other people and we have wisdom and we have knowledge and we have understanding and we can help other people instead of spewing our bitterness and spewing our hurt on everybody else. Amen? So God told me, he says, you know, I paraphrase when I, said, when I say God told me. The Spirit of God said, read Luke 18. So let's turn there. Luke 18. We're going to start off Sunday school now and we'll flow into what uh, what God wants to say next and let Rhonda teach and Elder Babs, y'all just stay in here until we feel that release but Luke 18 starting with verse 18 because I heard someone say the other day they said 
My husband was saying, you don't cook, you don't clean, you're so controlling, you're so manipulating, you're the most manipulating person I know. And, and they said, but I do this, and I do that, and I do this, and I do that, and I do this, and I do that. And I was sitting there listening, and the Holy Spirit said, that's their relationship with me. And not only their relationship with me, many people that don't think they do enough. Many people don't think they do enough for God. If someone corrects them, if someone teaches them, if somebody says, I want a teachable spirit. <laughs> and so if someone tries to teach us something, especially someone that we've submitted to as our authority, and we block them out and we don't want to hear it, and we say, but we do this and we do that, if we'll just simply say, God, search my heart. What are they saying? Because most people's just not telling you you're negative or you're, you're always judging or you're... Most people's not just... Most praying people are not just saying those words to us. So he says, you know, the rich young ruler didn't think they didn't... He didn't think he did enough. He said, you think he, he didn't think he did enough? And let's look at what he says, Luke 18, 18. And a certain ruler asked him, saying, Good master, what shall I do to, in to inherit eternal life? Somebody say, what should I do? He's looking at his works. What can I do? When, when salvation is a free gift. And Jesus said unto him, Why callest thou me good? Even Jesus said, There's no one good but my father. So if we go around saying, I do this, I do that, I, they tell me I need to come to prayer, but I teach, and I preach, and I witness, and I, but why can't you come to prayer? Why can't we do that one thing that God's asking, or whatever that one thing that God, because we're all at a place where there's one thing, there's a new level, there's a new place, amen? Some of us have surrendered to that one thing, so we may be in a grace place, or victory place, and loving place, and feeling all great and everything, but there comes a time, there comes a time, because to him that, that, him that knows much, then, then there's more required of him. So if you sit in a ministry like this, that the vision is for you to do your destiny, and you sit here 20 years, and you still say, I don't want to do that, then we have, to, we have to say, why can't we do that? Why can't we do that one thing? So he says, nobody's good but God. This is Jesus talking. Thou knowest the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not kill. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Honor thy father and thy mother. Honor, honor your spiritual fathers and mothers also. And they're saying, okay, now God's ready to work in this area. Or the Holy Spirit's saying, honor the Holy Spirit. Honor the Holy Spirit. Don't say, I don't need it. I do this. <laughs> How many ever said that? I do this, but God, I do this. How much more do you want? I've said that before. God, he said, I want you to submit to your mother. I said, God, I'm submitted to you. I'm How many times have we heard that? I'm submitted to God. And it was simply a fact that her, she would call me and want me to go eat with her and the men and women of God and I didn't want to go to this particular place with her and this woman of God. And, 
and I always went anyway. And this one time, I said, I said, no, ma'am, I don't want to go. And I was at a Marcella conference with her. And by the way, Sister Sandra, when you walked through earlier, I saw that anointing. I saw you as at Marcella that you were working for the kingdom of God. So what you do here is much more than what's seen with the eyes. But that anointing is on you. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your service. And he sees. He sees every time someone belittles you, every time someone uses their cloak of authority to make you feel less than, God said you're going to be more than. Because they're going to come back around and bow down at your feet. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Let's give God praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So where are we at? He says, verse 21. And he said, all these have I kept from my youth up. Wow, he's calling himself a mighty man, isn't he? I do this, I do that, I do this. I'm going to name this, I do this, I do that. No. Now when Jesus heard these things, he said unto him, did he say, oh yes, you have arrived. You are the master of Christianity. You're, yo the man, yo the man, you the man. <laughs> that women, that's really what we need to do for our husbands though. You are the man, you are the man. Can women look at their husbands right now and say, you're the man. You're the man. You're my man. Tim Hogan's my man. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And he's God's man. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> it, it, it don't need to be hard. Now, if it's hard, it might be one of those things that God's saying, <laughs> can you do this? <laughs> Amen. Sometimes it starts off hard. But, but, but anyway, that's, that's how we need to treat our men. He said in Ephesians to respect them. Amen. Now, Jesus, when he heard these things, he said unto him, Yet lackest thou one thing. If I hear anything more than I hear anything else around here through the years, you know, and a lot of times it's the enemy saying it to me, you just need to quit because they don't think they can do enough. So I got in prayer. I said, God, why do people think they can't do enough just because you teach them? Because even when you complicate, compliment insecurity if they don't get that whole healed through Jesus Christ you just you just and we should we should pour oil into that but if they don't get it filled through him then it's still not going to be enough do, do you see that no matter how much you can say you're the best you're the best you do great things for God and and that will stick with them and it is a good thing but until they get healed in their heart then they're still going to feel like they don't do enough. Especially if a father didn't, didn't tell a son, you can make it in this world. You can make it. You can do it. Because they grow up, and if the father don't believe in them, and a lot of fathers won't say it because they're so insecure themselves. Amen? So Jesus said, you lack this one thing. Sell all that thou hast and distribute unto poor unto the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come follow me. And when he heard this, he was very sorrowful, for he was very rich. And when Jesus saw that he was sorrowful, he said, How hardly shall they that have riches enter the kingdom of God? 
it's easier for a camel, and he went on about that. And then he said, who can be saved? And the things that are impossible are with men are possible with God. And Peter said, lo, we've left all and followed you. Have we left all and followed him? Do you feel like you hadn't done enough today? Because if you feel like you hadn't done enough, there might be that one thing. There might be that one level that God is saying it's time. Maybe he's dealt with you three years. Maybe he's dealt with you five years. Maybe he's dealt with you one month. But he's not going to make us do it. He's not going to make us walk into that new authority, into that new level. But he will ask us to. He will woo us and he will draw us. But since I was praying against a prejudiced spirit, when God took me to the scripture, I said, God, it doesn't say it in here, but what? Was he prejudiced? Because the one thing he wouldn't give up is to give to the poor. Was he, did he think he was better than the poor? You know, people are prejudiced sometimes against poor people because they think they're bigger and badder and better. Amen? So uh, I said, God, was he prejudiced? He said, go look at James chapter 2. James chapter 2. Thank you, Jesus. Chapter 2, verse 1. My brethren, have not the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, with respect of persons? What's respect of persons? Prejudice. You can sit by me because you're a deacon. Before I became any... Uh, I, you know, I'm still a servant. I'm a servant of the Lord. That's what I am. But when Pastor Pinson made me a deacon, well, some of the people, you know, but then when she made me an elder, people that didn't have anything to do with me would come and sit down by me. That's prejudice. I've heard people say, I had to beg for a CD. I had to... And they just look at me, and, and they wouldn't give me one these years and years ago. And I said, God, what is that? He said, I don't think they're important. But if you ask for one, or if another board member asks for one, or pastor asks for one, they'll be right on it. What are we doing when we do that? Let's look at James 2. He says, verse 2, For if there come unto your assembly a man with a gold ring and goodly apparel, and there come in also a poor man in vile raiment. And ye have respect to him that wears the gay clothing, and say unto him, Sit thou here in a good place, and say to the poor, Stand thou there, or sit here under my footstool? Oh, I'm the head usher, you're under me. I'm a deacon, okay, I'm over the home group. None of, of course, we don't act like that, but. But I'm exposing the spirit. Amen. He says, Are you not then partial in yourself? What does that mean? Prejudice? Certain things are good enough, certain things are not good enough. What made us the judge of that? Who made me the judge to say anybody that God created, God created, is less than me? whether they're woman, male, female, Jew, or Greek. He said there's neither male nor female, Jew, or Greek. 
So when I say, I'm not going to hear the man of God because he's African-American and um, they sold us into slavery. I'm not. I had to hit that thing in the spirit because I said, God, I want, I want some people come prejudiced. Prejudice. Somebody say, I don't want to be prejudiced. Hallelujah. Are you then partial in yourselves and are become judges of evil thoughts? Hearken, my beloved brethren, have not God chosen the poor of this world rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom which he had promised to them that love him? But ye have despised the poor. Do not rich men oppress you and draw you before the judgment seats? Do not they blaspheme that worthy name by the way which you are called? If you fulfill the royal law, somebody say, I want to, you know, I want to obey God fully. <laughs> I do. If you fulfill the royal law according to the scripture, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. It doesn't say love him because he's a man. Love him because he's a woman. Love him because they're a woman. Love him because they're an authority. Love him because they're somebody that you, in your eyes, they're somebody. He says, do not rich men oppression draw you before the judgment seats. Do not they blaspheme. If you fulfill the royal law according to scripture, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. You do well. But if you have respect to persons, there it is again. Prejudice. I don't like his hair. My husband, years ago, you know, I was real defensive of Pastor Pinson, but it was my call to pray for her in the spirit, and I didn't know how to, um, I really didn't know that yet. So I, was, I did it in the flesh. I did it in the flesh. And if I ever did that, Buffalo, I'm sorry, I did that in the flesh before. I'm just saying that. One day I said, Mama, why I do this? She said, because you're supposed to do it in the spirit. I said, oh, well, God teach me that. I didn't know. And <laughs> so forgive me. But he says, but if you have respect to persons, you commit sin. Prejudice is sin. So we sit in our assemblies or we sit in our home groups or we sit on our jobs or we sit in our homes and disrespect our husband which God said to submit to we, we sit at home and we think they don't do what we want them to do so we judge and then here's these people saying but I do this and I don't they see what I do I mean I and if someone's always having to say that about their self then they don't ever feel like they're good enough so let's value one another let's tell people how much we love them let's care about our neighbor Love our neighbor as ourself. You know, the, the, the good Samaritan, the religious, the priest, the religious walked right by and didn't want to help his neighbor. And then we want to say, God, I want to be a Billy Graham. Well, can you help your neighbor? God's not going to give you a hundred till you take care of the four. You got four men on Wednesday night. Each one of y'all invite a man. Take care of what's going on now. Take care of what's going on and, and, and treat it like it's valuable because it is valuable. One soul. He says, not to worry. He said, consider the lilies. He, consider the sparrows. I've numbered your head. That's how valuable we are to God. He don't just look down and say, she needs her hair colored. He, he knows every hair on my head. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise, God. Thank you, Jesus. 
And when you go back and you look at Luke, and, and I looked in the Amplify, read it in the Amplify, Luke 18, 18 through 30, and it said in verse 22 in the Amplify, Jesus said, sell what you have, give to the poor, and follow me. And in the Amplify, he says, join my party. So if you say you're part of a body, but you stay aloof from that body, or you don't hug, you don't socialize with anybody in that body. Cindy had a revelation this morning. She said that she saw in the scripture about some people are sick because they don't discern the body. We're not, we're not aware of, we're not the only body. Uh, I mean, we're part of a body. So when we see our brother and our sister that go to grace, that go to, that's walking the street, that, that we might consider never even looking at through our day. We need to turn around and, and we need to acknowledge the other people that say, I love Jesus Christ and consider them part of our body. And when we do that, we'll quit saying, I don't like the way she dresses. Wait, that's my foot I'm talking about. Or wait, that might be my arm. That might be my arm. That might be the one God called to help with the vision that God gave me. Oh my goodness, I'm treating it like nothing and it might be the one. It might be the one that's gonna stay with me the entire time of ministry, hallelujah. Somebody say, they may be the one. They may be the one that God brought into my life because iron sharpens iron and they may be the very one. The one that, that God uses, that I might think is Goliath, but God uses to set me free, hallelujah. That I might think, God, why, why do I? Because, see, when you answer the call of God, sometimes when you're, when you're dying to your flesh, he'll put you around people that if you was in the world, you might not hang out with. I mean, you like them, but it might not be your best buddy. Because when we was in the world, we wanted our drinking buddy, our partying buddy, our gossiping buddy, somebody that thought like we thought. But when we get in the church, you know, when we start doing those things, they kind of start falling away from us. That's why I say, you don't have to say, I can't hang out with you because I'm saved. All you got to do is live saved. When you kids quit stealing, when you quit cheating on the test, when you quit looking at boys, when you quit smoking pot. When I got saved, I was 15, and I was, you know, I, I smoked a little bit of pot and stuff like that. And so I got saved. I, I had a radical experience with Jesus Christ, but I still had to go to school on Monday. So I didn't go to my friends and say, you're not good enough. You don't do it my way. You, you know, you, uh-uh. I mean, I just got saved five minutes ago. How am I become their judge? Or people will be faithful to God, and then we walk in, and they don't do it our way. And then we say, I don't want them part of my thing because they don't do this. Well, you're not their judge. Where was you the 15 years they were here? You don't know the price they already paid, amen? So I go to school, and I'm sitting there, and, I, and my friend, she says, because she had done it before. The, really, the only subject I really liked, uh, and, you know, was math. The one a lot of people don't like. But I was sitting there, and she says, she wanted to cheat because I let her before. And, and I didn't know nothing about the Holy Ghost. I didn't know 
how to be saved. I just got saved yesterday. This is the honest truth. I didn't have any teaching. We didn't grow up in church. And, and something rose up in me, and I started feeling sick. And I turned, and I said, I can't do that anymore. Why? Because, you know, they get mad at you, and you can't do it anymore. I said, I got saved. So they just looked at me, kind of giggled, you know. Then we went on to lunch. I didn't say, I might have should have, you know, kind of kept myself from that environment, but I didn't know any. I got in the vehicle. So we're sitting there, and it's the man driving, and my friend in the middle, and no, I was in the middle, and my friend here. And he was just a friend, you know, and we, they started smoking pot and passing it through. And I didn't say anything, I just didn't smoke it. And finally, he said, you don't want none of this? <laughs> I know this is Sunday morning early. <laughs> I said, no. He said, oh, more for me, you know. But when they found out I got saved, they didn't want me to go to lunch anymore. I didn't have to say, I'm better than you. I didn't have to say, come to church or you can't be my friend. I didn't have to say, you need to straighten up, you need to line up, you know you need to be doing this. That's saying, if you don't do it the way I think, in the time frame that I think, then you're not good enough for me. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. James chapter 2, let's see where else we're at. Look at verse 12, it says, So speak ye, and so do, as they that should be judged by the law of liberty. For he shall have judgment without mercy that have shown no mercy. What? I don't show mercy, God's not going to show me. What did it just say? Verse 13. For he shall have judgment without mercy that have showed no mercy. And mercy rejoiceth against judgment. See, we want to judge, but we want them to be judged for their sin. Why do we do that sometimes? Because there's that one thing that we didn't want to do. So we're condemned. Because when we know to do right and we don't do it, then it's sin, the Bible said. And then with sin, condemnation comes. And then when condemnation comes, if I don't deal with that sin, I start putting condemnation on you. Why wasn't you at prayer? And when people do things like that, I'm looking, I say, but I ain't seen them in two weeks, but they're getting on them. Why do we do things like that? Because we've judged ourselves, we've judged ourselves in our heart, and we, we don't sometimes want to identify with what we've done wrong, so we identify what, where others did it wrong. Well, we become very prejudiced there. We come, become partial. Um, you know better. You know you need to be helping me. Why should they help you? Why? What have you shown them that they want to help? Well, have you, have you shown them mercy? Have you shown them compassion? Or have you shown them judgment? Because people's not going to follow judgment. People's going to follow love and mercy and compassion. Amen? God, we just thank you today. We thank you for showing us. We give you praise, Lord. We thank you. So I was just questioning. I said, God, he did all those other things, the rich young ruler. But you said give to the poor, and he walked away. Was he prejudiced? Did he think, 
I'm all this in my heart, and who are they? And God, if you can't accept me for what I do for you, then I guess I'll go home and won't do nothing. How many times have we said or heard that? I, I can't be like those prayer warriors, so I just won't do nothing. Well, you're using that as a cop-out. <laughs> Don't judge someone else because they want God. Don't say they're too much for me, they're too deep for me because they're on fire for God. Say, oh, Jesus, Sandra's on fire for God, and I need some of that. I need some of that, and encourage her. Hallelujah. I need some a drummer. Come on, Beth. Encourage her in the Lord. Exhort one another daily, even so as the day is approaching, that the wrath of God's going to be poured out. You know, the, even so the day approaching that Jesus Christ is coming back. Quit judging our brothers and our sisters. What's this thing in the city that if you don't do it our way, preacher, we'll just throw you out. You know, people say, pastor's been here uh, teaching me 17 years. Really, y'all, I've only been pastoring seven. We give honor to Pastor Kenson for the other ten. But in all those years, we've never had a, that wasn't a split that, that happened or that we've never had a split where half our members went over here and did this or that. But see, I feel that spirit trying to come in. And the ones that try to come in and do those things, if they were honest, I've already asked them to be part of this body. I asked them two years ago, what's your vision for Ashley County? I've heard great things about you. No, they didn't want to be part of our body they want to just take my sheep and let them go be part of their body. They want to, since we started church in Hamburg, two things have risen up that they want to start. Instead of coming alongside our brothers and our sisters and saying, we're so glad you have a vision from God. You know, because we all have a place that God called us to be in. We don't have to be jealous. We don't have to show partiality. We don't have to say... I don't want to be part of that, but I'll be part of this. We can all be the body of Christ. I love Brother Floyd teaches that we're the body of Christ. We're, we're the body of Christ. Somebody say, I'm part of a body. Hallelujah. I'm part of a body. Thank you, Jesus. I'm part of a body. Hallelujah. We give you praise, God. Grab somebody's neck. Let's stand up and hug somebody. I'm part of a body of Christ. I'm that might be my eye I'm talking to. Hallelujah. That might be my leg. I need to go forward. Hey. <laughs> Yay. Yeah, that might be my mouth today because I need encouraged. Glory. Yeah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. I'm part of the body of Christ. I'm part of the body. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Hallelujah. Glory. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, I'm part of the body. Yeah, day. Thank you, Jesus. I'm part of the body. 
I'm part of the body. I need the body. I need the body. We need each other. Thank you, Jesus. I'm part of the body of Christ. Glory. I can't tell my foot. I don't need you. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Glory. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, I'm going to read. Y'all go ahead and fellowship. I'm just going to read it out, though. 1 Corinthians 12, the body of Christ. You're part of a bigger thing than what you see right here. This is not the only. There's a remnant. There's 7,000 that haven't bowed to Baal. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 12. For as the body is one, I know this is foundational, but we need to hear it sometimes. You can't separate my body. If you do, I'm going to be disjointed. Something's not going to... Don't take my liver out. I need it. <laughs> For as the body is one and have many members... And all the members of that one body, being many, are one body. So also is Christ. See, even Christ, did, he didn't say, I don't need anybody. He, he needed his father. <laughs> I can't do nothing that my father, I don't see my father do. He wasn't an island unto himself. If we teach people to be, to, that they don't need anybody, then when we're gone, they're going to be alone. And, and maybe they're not as strong as we, we thought we were, and they just kind of be scattered. Because if you strike the shepherd, the sheep scatter. That's what God showed me in that fast. And he said when people refuse a shepherd, they, they refuse a covering. They refuse. I know, I know Jesus is our shepherd. But also, he has shepherds in the earth. He said he's going to get pastors after his own heart. He's going to get pastors to feed the flock. And, and when we... When we strike the shepherd what happens to the sheep so when we refuse to submit to authority we think we don't need that and maybe you don't maybe you know a lot more than you you know maybe you know more it's not about that who's covering you trust me you start going to the nations and you you'll see if you're covered or not you start going against principalities you'll see Start going against the, the uh, Masons. Start pulling strongholds out of your city that say, we command a spirit of strife to, to get out, that, that spirit that's dividing churches, we command you to go in the name of Jesus. And since they've started praying for me on Fridays, it don't take many. Two or three are gathered in his name. They shall ask what they will and it will be done for them. Well, Charlotte had a burden to pray for a pastor, so they come and pray not only for me, for Pastor Cindy, Pastor Casey, all the leaders and the pastors in Ashley County and around the world. And, you know, I quit getting attacked. Yeah. 
I quit having dreams of witches coming into my room. I quit when I would go off and preach, things happening to me. And, and, and I do have a cousin covering, Pastor Delilah Jones. But I even went to her. I said, Pastor, you said you retired at 70 now. Are you still covering me? Because if not, I need one. And I'm not going to Africa without one. So I'm coming to you. I went to Chicago and I said, it don't matter if, if me and her see eye to eye or it doesn't matter. God's, he, he put her as part of my life and she, Pastor Pinson trusted her. And, and, and I know we all have, we, we spit out the fish. I mean, not the fish. We spit out the bones and eat the fish. I understand. Y'all had to do that with me. And, but I said, Pastor, uh-uh. I suppose it's got Africa, but this happened in this church in Chicago when I was preaching. It's all Africans in there. And, and she said, well, you walked right into Africa when you walked in that church. And so the spirits, they're bigger than, than what you're dealing with in CrossFit. So I need intercessors to go into the spirit. And she said, they got to go pretty deep to counteract that. So you don't get attacked and you can go on. And I can promise you today, I haven't had one more attack. I haven't had one more dream. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So I need the body. I need the body. So he says, we're one body and we're many members, and all the members of that one body being many are one body, so also is Christ. For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body. What spirit is that? The Holy Ghost. What spirit was on Moses? What spirit? We heard it Friday night with the great man of God preaching in Hamburg. The spirit of Elijah came on Elisha. And then Moses said, uh, he transferred the spirit that was on him on 70. What spirit is that? It's the spirit of God. So we're all baptized under the same spirit as one body. So if we're one body, then we treat each other like they're part of our body. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. He says, whether we be Jews or Gentiles or Africans or blacks or whites or Spanish or, see, my family, a lot of my family, uh, not a lot, but some of them live in Texas. And I didn't know they were so prejudiced against Spanish people. And then my cousin started dating one. Well, my aunt, she threw her out. And they didn't hear from Sandra for probably 15 years. So she was separated from the family. She was segregated because of prejudice. And so when she finally got back with the body, with her family, years had went by, and she only got to spend just a few years with her mother because of a spirit of prejudice. A prejudiced spirit wants to separate. It wants to segregate. It wants to make you think you're better. It wants to make you think that you know more, that... Nobody can offer you anything. No one has anything for you because you have it all. People that are superior carry a prejudiced spirit. And they think they're better than other people. Because Jesus said, I didn't come to be served. He said, I come to serve. And God, give us a servant's heart that we fulfill the law and we say, I love my neighbor as myself. Hallelujah. I love my neighbor as myself. I love my sister in the Lord. I love my brother in the Lord. I love the man of God in the Lord. I don't look at, I don't look at the color. Excuse me. I don't look at the color. 
I don't look at the race. I don't look at the male. I don't look at the female. I look at the spirit, the same spirit that was on Christ that's going to quicken my mortal body. Do they have the spirit of God on them? And if they don't, I still look at them and say, I love you, brother. I love you, sister. Come into the body of Christ. Somebody say, I need the body. I don't need to be prejudiced against my own body. Hey, I don't need to be prejudiced against my own body. Yeah, I come against that prejudice spirit and I drive it out of Ashley County and I command you to loose your hold. Come out of these marriages, come out of these jobs, come out of these homes, come out where we, if they don't do what we want them to do, then we judge, then we say you're not good enough, then we say why don't you do more. I come against you in the name of Jesus. You judgment, you spirit in Crossed Arkansas that don't want male, don't want female, don't want the spirit of God, don't want nobody coming in. I drive you out. I command you to lose your hold and bow to the spirit of the living God. Bow to the spirit of Elijah. Bow to the spirit of Elijah. Bow to the same spirit that was on Moses. We take authority over you. Yes, hello, doctor. Hello. Hello, brother Tim. I honor my husband and the man of God. And I honor all the other pastors in the house, brother Floyd, pastor Cindy, pastor Casey, evangelist Timmy. The enemies try to attack his body. And we take authority over that in the name of Jesus. But somebody say, I need the body. And if I'm prejudiced against my brother or sister, then I'm prejudiced against myself. And where does prejudice come from? Hatred. What stirs up strife? Hatred. Proverbs said hatred stirs up strife. Love covers a multitude of sin. What tries to split up churches? Hatred. Bitterness in the heart because we've been hurt. We've been offended. We've been thrown out, you know. My mother, I sit there and watched her thrown out of churches. I, I watched them call her and say, would you come lead a, our prayer? And she would talk to my dad, and she'd talk to her pastor, and past, the pastor would say, yes, that's God for you. So she would go and start training a prayer army. And some of the people would rise up, and they'd say, you pray like the devil. Well, they really didn't tell it to her face. They went behind her back. Prejudice. You don't do it like we always seen it done. Well, the way we always seen it done, has it worked? <laughs> Thank God for something, news. Thank God that, that I can see the fire of God on somebody. Amen? Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Somebody say, I need the body. One day someone said, I feel called to go over here. They had been here for years. And it wasn't God for them to leave. I knew it wasn't God. They went on a fast. I tried to talk to them. They said, I hear what you're saying, but I'm still going. And when they did that, I felt like my arm was completely cut off. And I said, God, what is this? Part of your body just left. Part of the one that was supposed to help with your vision just left. Amen. But guess what? 
the body of Christ got back together and prayed and sought the Lord, and they're coming back. I know they're coming back. Amen? So 1 Corinthians 12, verse 14 says, For the body is not one member, but many. Somebody say, it's not just me and my little world. It's, it's not just me and my, my family. Remember when Minister Teresa was here? She said, there's a big world out there. She came from Ghana. There's a big world, she said. Hallelujah. If the foot shall say, because I am not the hand. Oh, they're not the same color as me. I don't need them. Oh, my goodness. They're too young. What are they doing preaching the gospel? Look at that woman. Who does she think she is? Prejudice. If you notice, if people are against, uh, uh, just say, you may not ever hear them. They'll tell you, I'm not prejudiced against a different color, but they hate women, you know. Or if you get around a bunch of women, they hate men. Women don't sit around people and drink coffee that talk about their husbands. Don't uncover your husband like that. You're sitting around prejudiced spirits, those spirits that been hurt because of maybe they did get hurt from their father or man. So they're spewing hatred and they're spewing strife out. Amen? So he says that the foot shall say, because I'm not the hand, I'm not of the body. I don't have to belong to a body because um, I know more than they do. I know it all. I, what can they teach me? I've heard people say, you know, years ago we brought a, the lady and her, her husband in that I got saved under and to minister and, and Somebody said, what can she teach me? Well, she's been a pastor's wife for 50 years. Where's your fruit? And don't take the body and try to create your own little thing with that body because that's not your sheep. That's not your following. Did you have a following when you came here? Pastor Pence, you say that. She said, you didn't get these people so... Why do you try to take them to yourself and pull them under you? Amen? If you want a church, then if God called you, then he'll bring you your followers. But don't use someone else's and then say you don't believe in the body. If the foot shall say, because I'm not the hand, I'm not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear shall say, because I'm not the eye, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where were the hearing? If the whole were hearing, where were the smelling? But now have God set the members, every one of them in the body, as it pleased him. And if they were all one member, where were the body? But now are they many members, yet but one body. And there's a scripture that says that we're many members, and we have different functions. We're many members, but we have different calls. So how can I say Brother Floyd doesn't have anything to offer me? How can I say Julie teaches children, oh, I'm above that? Uh, she, this is one of the most powerful women I've ever been around. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Anybody that sit with Pastor Pinson and Pastor Delilah Jones and, and sit between them and did all their administration, and do you not think that 
part of that anointing that was on their life flowed over her and flowed onto her. Hallelujah. Somebody say, I don't want to say I don't need the other part of the body. I don't want to say, what can they give to me? I don't want to be prejudiced. I don't want to be partial, as James says. Do not treat a man different by the clothes that he wears. Don't sit one man here in a good place and sit the other one over here because he don't look the part. He don't look what you think ought to be. He's not doing it the way. When Jesus said he's the way, not my way, not your way, not religion's way, not Baptist way, not Pentecostal way, not Methodist way, not full gospel. Jesus is the way, he's the truth and the life. And he said, I cannot do anything that I don't receive it from my Father first. He said, I don't say anything. I don't do anything. I don't pray for any. God quickens me when the spirit that was on Moses, the spirit that was on Elijah, the spirit that was on Elisha, the spirit that's on Dr. Isaac, the spirit that's on me, the spirit that's on you, quickens my mortal body. Hey, quicken our mortal body. Quicken the body of Christ. Quicken, wake up the dead saints. Wake up dead saints. Quicken the body. We call the body forth. We call the body one. We call the body. We call the body together. We call unity in the body. Hallelujah. James chapter 2, verse 13. He said, to those men that show no mercy, I show no mercy. He said, you fulfill the law when you love your brother as yourself. Somebody say, I'm going to quit judging. And I'm going to let the word judge them. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise, Lord. 